Thanks again to Jamie for letting us use that viral Mick McCarthy mix. We are the premium FPL podcast at premium underscore FPL on Twitter. For those not already following us, please follow us for injury updates, top bants, talking points and videos of Mindy doing forfeits. I'm Callum, one half of the podcast and over to you, Mindy. Yeah, can I just say, I can't believe you said top bants again on the podcast. I thought we vetoed that. Just do it that. to wind you up. We, we vetoed that in the second week. <laughs> oh. But yeah, um, no forfeit this week. Thankfully, it's monthly. Um, but I was just saying before I came on, I can just feel the third month coming. It's coming to me again. I can feel it after taking Salah out. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get into all that. How um how uh, how are you doing? Yeah, good. I thought we'd uh, loosen up a bit this week because you've been a bit shy on the podcast recently, haven't you, Mindy? I've not been shy. My microphone's been shit. I'm hoping the microphone's better today. I've um Available. fiddled with some settings. Unfortunately, people might be able to hear your advice now. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we're both. Um, well, you, you um, you're on the beer, which made me think I need to get one as well. Um, so yeah, if we sound a bit more out there than usual, it's probably because we're both pissed. I I heard you talking about um minimal gluten levels in corona and i thought fuck me i'm gonna have to get a beer <laughs> we'll su- suffer through this sort of chat for an hour and yeah that's what you're plotting before and then um shall we uh any um things to talk about before we get started housekeeping friday uh, deadline actually if you just, yeah you what tell, is it tell people like uh a few weeks ago josh who regularly sends in questions off that mate he uh was at Ikea, famously missed the deadline. You don't want to be, don't be like Josh. Get your team set Friday afternoon on your lunch break. Yeah, it's 6.30 this week, so he's got an extra an hour and a half. It's an eight o'clock. There's no six o'clock, which um, makes it a bit easier. Um, hopefully as well, this podcast will be on YouTube. I know we tried last week with some audio difficulties, but that is the aim. And once we're on there, the only way is up, right, Mindy? Those audio difficulties were your end. Like, I just want to clarify, not all the audio issues are me. Um, what else? Um, thanks to the people who've um, done the iTunes reviews since um, we asked again last week. Um, still still not getting anybody's names. So we can't put you in for the prize without your name. So yeah, leave a name or a nickname or something. And the, the league code for the prize league again is... Uh, V-E-A-F-Y-U. So via fuck you to remember it. That's how I remember it anyway. Um oh, you got have you got a bet on how many swear words you're gonna to say tonight? What? That's the first one. <laughs> Was it? <laughs> I, 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 I might have said shit before for shit chat actually. Well we've we've got four we've got three now. Um you know, just have, have a sip of your beer for every swear word and see how see how see how you get on. Uh, right. I'll um, go through um, what we're talking about this week. So um, even though we only did it last week, we're going to go over the whole City versus Spurs fixture swing and 
the form versus fixtures yeah. debate. Um, and then Salah and Jota, like what are people doing? A lot of some people have got rid of Salah after his COVID tests and he's back already. And Diego Jota doesn't look to be going away and he's so cheap. So are people going to be uh, maybe going him instead of Salah or doubling up? So yeah, we'll talk about that. And then in terms of whipping boys, Operation Target Fulham for captaincy. Can we do that in the next few weeks? Because Fulham's fixtures look ideal for sort of moving around captains just to just to target their their defence. And then the regular premium planning segment, looking at what we're doing with the most expensive players in the team and um, looking at who our captains will be for the next three or four weeks so we can plan our fixtures accordingly. Uh, but yeah, that's, um, that's the running order. Should we start with... Um, how our last weeks were. Uh, as ever, I'll let you go yeah. first. Did you mention that we're recording Wednesday just before oh, the Liverpool yeah. game's finished? So, yeah, any late COVID or injury news post-Wednesday and all the Europa League. So, yeah, just bear that in mind. If, if we say something that's out of date or Mindy can backtrack and say, oh, it's out of date when he gives bad advice. Uh, so last week, uh, I got 76 points, another... Nice green arrow up to 165,000 in the world, uh, which is a nice little push just before Christmas. How about you, Mindy? Um, sorry, I'm just recovering from the dig about backtracking from the U-turner. I'm just, um, just took a bit of time to process that. Um, so I, I got I had 70 points and I used two free transfers. So yeah, I uh, took out. Who did I take out first? I took out someone for Fernandez. Who was that? I can't even remember the moment. Oh yeah, I, did. I forgot. To, I'll take. I'll go through my transfers as well. Once you've done yours. Um, and I did um, Salah to De Bruyne. So up until Friday, I'd only brought Fernandez in with one free transfer, and then I just started to think about more and more about what happens if Salah's gone for two weeks and like we're unsure and. Like everyone's going to be getting in a city player this week anyway, so why don't I just get on De Bruyne now? Um, but yeah, after De Bruyne blanked and it looks like Salah is only out one week, probably not the best decision because now I don't know if you can hear that. Can you can you hear this now? Yes. That that's that that's the sound of my my knee shaking from not having Salah again. <laughs> so. So yeah, I'm already just preoccupied with like what my next moves are to be to get him back. So yeah, probably shows I should have just used one free transfer and kept one in the bank. But um, it's always tempting when you've got two free to sort of use them both, especially if one of the players is a 12 million player on your bench. So yeah, um, but yeah, 70 points, Not can't complain. Um, if I got that most weeks, I'd be over the moon. So Fernandez is probably the story but we'll talk about him um in a second what, what were your transfers then yeah so i brought in bruno like yourself in for trossard and to fund that i uh took out kane for bamford and then kane had another stellar performance but he only had one assist so it'll be interesting to see going forward obviously we'll talk about it but whether son is the fpl guy i know kane will tear it up most weeks but He's almost playing deeper, especially against the big teams when they've got a tougher run now. Maybe Son's the guy who's playing further forward and is the source of FPL points. It'd be interesting to see how that pans out. 
Yeah, it's a tricky one to call that because yeah, you kind of feel you don't want both with these this run. But yeah, we'll talk more in detail on that a bit in a bit. So um, what what were you what was going through your head? Were you watching United live at the weekend or? No, it's one game that I didn't actually right. watch because I think Saturday I watched every game up until then. And then by the time United come around, I was with my girlfriend and she didn't let me watch the last game. So, All right. It's supposed to be an upbeat podcast this. Don't turn it into a sob story. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm trying to justify why I wasn't studying every match rigorously. Right, okay. Um, so yeah, Fernandez was... Uh, I was watching it with my flatmate Josh, both on Fernandez captain. Misses the first one, and we were just like, What the fuck? Oh my god, I've sworn again. Um, sip your beer, and then, um, and then yeah, gets he gets called back, takes it again, goes in, and it was just a massive relief, three bonus points. Um, but I think overall, there's, there was a lot, a lot of people saying it was a lucky, lucky week for people who Captain Fernandez, but. There was two... Yeah, I don't buy into that though. He had quite his key chances were the highest out of any player that weekend. Yeah, so... there was two. So yeah, I was just going to say there was two chances for Marshall, one for Marshall, one for Rashford, where Johnston pulled out two worldy saves, which pretty much any other week one of those goes in. So I think we were, it was unlucky not to get a goal and an assist out of him. I think the lucky part was generally for United that the penalty in the other end wasn't given because yeah, Fernandez took out uh I can't remember which player but a Fulham player in the box and then um, somehow VAR overturned that not quite sure what was going on there but I don't think his points were lucky because yeah he just gets points like um 30 I think it's 36 returns in 35 games now since he's been at United so more than one attacking return a game and and he gives away penalties as well sometimes Admittedly, more in the Champions League, um, letting Rashford take one or two. Hopefully, he doesn't do that in the Premier League now that now that he's in our teams. Um, so yeah, I mean, some people will be, will be taking Fernandez straight back out for um, for Salah, but I don't think I'm going to be doing that. I want to keep him for Southampton away. Are you um, holding him for a bit? Yeah, definitely. As obviously, we there was a talisman theory at the start of the season which we talked about and. Right now, he's probably the biggest talisman in the league. Like, there's not many United players that are scoring many points. There's Rashford who's scoring a few, but it's pretty much all going through Bruno at the moment, whereas other teams are more spread out, I'd say. And yeah, like, not, not everyone buys into the whole home versus away thing anymore, but since he's been in the league, he's statistically performed better away. So right. taking him out before two away games especially against Southampton, which is the team... I think we beat Southampton 4-0 when Fernandes was with us last last year. So um, I just don't want to do that. Uh, maybe in a couple of weeks, I'll get rid of him before we play you lot um, and then reassess after that. Um, that's in the United defence when you play us. Uh, what, what about rank? Where, where, what's your rank now? Uh, so... Without bragging, at the moment it's 165k. Uh, yeah, so looking to break into the top 100 over Christmas, hopefully. Right. Um, now, yeah, I'll I mean, ask about you. Can you? Can you? Have you got enough time to say it in the podcast? It's a lot of numbers, isn't it? Uh, two million two 
Yeah, yeah, two million two hundred thousand. So yeah, I'm 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 going up slightly every week, but it's just not by a great deal. Um, but yeah, I, I guess keep chipping away at it. So w- what's your overall points? What number are you on? So I'm on five seventy at the moment. Okay, so yeah, I'm a good, I'm a good like ninety points behind. Um, so yeah, it's gonna take a while of me. Um, I'm going to need a few good weeks over you before I um, get back close. Um, I think your only hope at the moment is to somehow wing a month win, but other than that, probably (laughs) most you can ask for at the moment. Um, Yeah, speaking of which, actually, we should just quickly mention um, somehow it's the end of this month nearly already. Um, We're thinking of uh, for for the next forfeit, so for any new listeners, Every month, uh, we do a forfeit whoever had the lowest points. Both months so far, it's been me. And I think it's looking like me again. Um, the so only, far, there's only five points in it, to be fair. Yeah, but you've got Salah and I haven't. No. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so far, I've been slapped by fish. And I've done the cinnamon challenge in, in public with some girls laughing at me in the street. Uh, which I thought wouldn't be worse, but it was worse. Um, so for, for December, if anyone's got any ideas for forfeits that kind of have some sort of winter or Christmas sort of theme. That We've had good. an early one, but that's a, it's waxing a chest. It's not quite Christmas theme, but we might save that one for later. <laughs> waxing. But well, I, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, <laughs> Could we put out like a clip of us getting our chest wax all over the internet? Like, you know, some people are into that kind of thing, aren't they? Yeah, I'm not on about your OnlyFans. I'm on about on Twitter, on like our personal, on our, on the podcast Twitter page. <laughs> it's one way to get the people engaged. Fucking hell, I'm gonna have to start hitting the gym a bit more um, if it's <laughs> if that's the crack. Um, but yeah, uh, if that's the only one we've had so far, then yeah, please send in better <laughs> suggestions. Um, for, for for December especially, I think something Christmas here would be good. Maybe like... One thing that would be ideal, if it snowed one day, like could do like some sort of snowball challenge or something, but very much weather dependent. Um, but yeah. Snowboard? Who do you think you are? Snowball, like... like oh, I thought you said snowboarding. Nah, nah. Um... That's so yeah. That's enough about how we did last week. Unless you've got anything else to say, um, is there anything no, anything that stood out, with. like talking point wise, else from last week? W- one thing I just wanted to mention was um, from watching highlights, um, it did look like people who had Werner were unlucky to only get an assist. I think. Yeah, watch that game. There was a goal. Was there a goal disallowed? Um, yeah, and he also he bottled it. He was through on goal and did some dreadful pass to Ziyech. So the right. owners were quite unlucky as well. So yeah, that's that's one thing I sort of noticed with him when I used to watch the odd game when he was at Leipzig. You need you need a lot of chances to score, but uh, yeah, I, I think I think you 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 are. He's not one to get rid of. I don't think like he will if Chelsea keep playing all but He's got a haul coming, hasn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I might be biased because I've just brought him in, but Patrick Bamford at the weekend as well. Yeah, I think he had three or four guilt edge opportunities, which he seems to spurn. 
Yeah, it was ridiculous. So I think against Arsenal, Leeds had again, like, I can't remember if it was 25 or 26 shots. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if a quarter of those were Bamford's. And it's just... Yeah, even it's, Dallas. I think Dallas had three shots. Yeah. And he was playing midfield. So that's one to keep an eye on if you've got him as well. Um, it's just annoying with Bamford because it's kind of what everyone always says. Like, he, look, he shoots a lot, but he doesn't score. But his chances were like... They were drawing good saves or like hitting the post or and things like that. So, yeah, I'm just hoping that yeah it turns around over the next few. Um, yeah, we'll get into the next part of the podcast. So, looking at City and Spurs again. Um, so yeah, I brought in De Bruyne a week early last week. I say a week early because it was for the Tottenham game and it's Burnley this week, which is when a lot of people are getting him in for. Um, he did look kind of good, but then. He was taking shots and he was involved in setting up things. It just didn't seem to click, though, did it, against Spurs? Uh, even though you were creating chance, you were creating good opportunities. None of them were sort of guilt-edged. And the fact that City has scored just one against Knight in the Champions League, I don't think there's been many games where you've scored more than one goal in the game, though. So, no, um, my, my problem with City at the moment is yeah they look good in games like if you watch the game you'd be like oh they played well it's the same against Leeds like oh played well but we're scoring one goal no goals they just it's almost as if they they seem happy just to be passing it around rather than they don't have the cutting edge at the moment which is a bit of a concern hopefully that might change when Aguero comes back but yeah just to highlight De Bruyne he was probably the only one who was actual driving looking at goal not afraid to make a mistake um so, yeah, going forward, he's probably won. But then Sterling didn't play at the weekend. He only came on for 10 minutes and he looked aggressive tonight. He looked the most sharp because De Bruyne wasn't there. So, I think if you're a City attacker, for sure, it's one of them two. Whilst Aguero was trying to ease his way in, one of them two is going to, if they're going to haul big, it'll be one of them two who's in amongst it, I'd say. So, and yeah, so just to recap the, the Spurs fixture. So, the reason that the whole City versus Spurs thing is a big talking point is. The next six for Spurs are Chelsea away, Arsenal at home, Crystal Palace away, Liverpool away, Leicester at home, Wolves away. So they're all sort of three, four or five on the fixture difficulty ticker thing that they have on the FPL site. And yeah, it just doesn't look like over the next six, over those fixtures, you're not going to captain Son or Kane in in those, are you? Um, so it kind of makes holding both of them tricky if you're not going to captain either of them because it's over 20 million of your your squad value, uh, and and then it's just tricky because they they just they are they have been consistently getting points that ticking over. So it's it's the classic form versus fixtures debate. Do you gamble on City's fixtures and? the fact that you think Spurs' points will start to decrease now they've got hard fixtures? Or do you go with the form and just stick with Spurs and ignore ignore City? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. Like, Have you got any thoughts? Yeah, up, and, up until the weekend, and still is my plan to take Son out for Kevin De Bruyne, and that will leave him without either. Um, and, but then at the weekend, obviously... It's, the beat city, but that kind of think that game suited them. And like you say, you're not gonna go to you're not gonna captain either one of them. And over the next 
four or five, you're either going to have Bruno Salah or KDB Stone as your captain. So kind of feels like it's a risk, but it's not as much of a risk as you think it'll be because you're not missing out on double points. There's not going to be many people who are going to captain either Son or Kane. Maybe it's a risk to go without both, but I think for me, the players definitely have one, not two, and then the gamble is have zero. I just think, like you say, having two 20 million when City's fixtures and Liverpool's fixtures are great as well. I think it's quite, it's a bit of a risk to take and if you, want to, if you want to try and get ahead of your mini league, when I think they're both over 50% owned, I think now's the time to take the risk. Yeah, so Sun's 57% owned. Kane is 44.5% owned. Right, so they're both close to it. Yeah. yeah, so yeah, I guess on average, 50% is for both of them. Um, so yeah, just um, one thing to mention, though, like in terms of Sun versus Kane. So I think I said a few weeks ago that I thought Sun would be the better one to keep for the hard run because Spurs will play more on the counter yeah. in those games. That was actually in my head last week when I took Kane out. Oh, yeah. what you said and it came to fruition. Um, yeah. But yeah, Kane was deep and he was... But then I think there's parts of the game also where Sun was tracking back really far. So um, it's just... I just think that uh, it's so hard to call because, yeah, I think if you look at like the heat map or whatever average position and all that Sun is probably higher but then Kane has the penalties and the consistent like assist threat and all that to go with the goal threat he has um, so it's, it's a really hard one to call on which one you get rid of I think it kind of depends more on wh- who you're bringing in so if you're looking to have space for Bruno and um, Salah and De Bruyne it kind of makes more sense to get rid of Son, uh, but then Kane is more Kane's the more expensive one. So if you're not going to captain one of them for the next six, it kind that that kind of makes you think you want to get rid of Kane. So it's tricky. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure where I stand on it, which one, which one I want to get rid of. Um, the the other thing is that uh, Kane's record in um, London derbies, which is the next, is that the next two Chelsea Arsenal? Yeah, he he loves the London derby. Uh, I think Spurs generally just like turn up in those games, um, especially over the last two or three years. So th- those two aren't as difficult as they sound on paper. Chelsea away and Arsenal at home. Yeah, but even then, they might get a goal and might get a goal and assist at best. But the upside to having Salah or De Bruyne in their fixtures, they could get two goals, two assists. I think like. I could be wrong. Kane yeah. could get a hat trick against Arsenal, but I think I think if you're playing the percentages, it's in your favour. If you if you take one out or two out. So, so yeah, you, it sounds like you're very much set on not not having either of them. Yeah, just well for me, it's I really want a City midfielder in, and I'm not going to take Bruno or Salah out with their fixture this weekend, and it's the only way I can do it. So I'm, I do have my hat set on it. I might change. Well, you know, I love a U-turn. Uh, yeah. I'm um, I'm probably going to keep one I just can't decide which so I've already got Kevin De Bruyne in so I don't have to worry about still getting the you're not to get in. Salah back um, I am worried about that yeah Brighton, Brighton away it's it's whether it's whether I'd cap, it's whether I really need to captain Salah this week is that will force my hand or not I can't get him back without taking a minus four uh, as well so 
Right. I'm kind of thinking I'll wait. But yeah, we'll talk more about about that when we get to the Liverpool segment, oh, which is next, actually. That's what I'm talking about now. Um, so if you didn't say that, you could have said you segued into it. It's, it's, it's these beers. Fucking <laughs> throw, throw, throw me off. Um, so yeah, so, so yeah, Salah's back. Uh, what's the score at the moment in Champions League? Nil nil. Liverpool at Atlanta. Atalanta, sorry. Um, Salah started. He's still on. He's not been taken off. It'd be interesting to see how many minutes he gets. Um, but yeah, Robertson's been rested. So that looks good for Robertson owners. Um, yeah, yeah look really, look really good at the weekend, Robbo. Yeah, I think Liverpool just generally just did look good at the weekend, didn't they? Um, yeah, it's funny. Yeah, they've lost the best player and they're still, in my eyes, they're going to win the league quite easy. So yeah, it's interesting. Um, I'm going to need you to talk a little bit about Yotta while I plug my laptop in because it's about to die. Do you, do you want to talk about right. his stats as we were talking about um, before we, we yeah, came on? Yeah, just bring him up. Yeah, so obviously Yotta, um it's been a bit of revelation at Liverpool. Uh, it's a question of whether he's going to be, whether he's going to play every game. Then There's obviously that risk element with people comparing him with Phil Foden, same price, um, whether he's going to play as much. But then when you look at the, the stats from the past few weeks, he's got the second highest shots in box after Salah. Um, he's got the fourth highest shots on target after Werner, Fernandez, Salah. His goal conversion is only behind Werner. Big chance he scored is the highest. Um, and then goals from inside the box is only just below Werner. So Werner's doing quite well in the, in those st- statistics as well. But I think with Yotta now, his price, and he's quite heavily owned, isn't he? Loads of people have brought him in, um, which is interesting. Yeah, I'm back. Um, For me, I- though, he, yeah, he, he, I've already got Robbo and Salah, and if I'm going all in on Yotta as well, you still, I'm still quite susceptible to Liverpool having an off week. And if a, if Mane started to play really well as well, or Trent come back and clean sheets coming in, I kind of like the flexibility of having another Liverpool option, but yeah, you can't really ignore them stats, can you? I think, yeah, part of the debate has been, what I've heard people saying this week is like, is, is, is Yotta the new Foden? Yeah. Because, um, yeah, Foden kind of seems similar on paper, like a, a cheap way into a, a decent team and site rotation risk, etc. But I think that's kind of where the similarities end because Yotta's just looked so involved in terms of not just like playing well, but actually getting on the score sheet that I think, as it showed in the Liverpool versus City game, like, Cop just wanted to find a way to sit to play him, and he played that four-two-four formation, which obviously showed that he was looking to get as many of his attacking players on the pitch. Whereas Foden at City, he's competing with more players like there's Fern Torres, Bernardo, there's Mares. Uh, whereas I think Yotta's a bit more. He he's, he seems like he's going to get more minutes than Foden. Would you say that's a yeah. fair, fair, fair yeah, comment? Especially now, uh, I think Foden has fallen down the pecking order. I think when they started the season, I think Pep wanted Foden in the first eleven, like solid. But the way the season's progressed, he was quite poor in a few games before the international break. He played well again tonight. So, but the fact he played ninety tonight suggests he's not going to play the weekend. 
Um, yeah, Ferran Torres has been playing well and with Jesus and Aguero back. I think Yotta is a more secure option than Foden. And if Yotta's playing every week with them stats, it's the gamble you pay, you're paying in it with the price. If he, but he's playing every week. He's, he's a nine milli midfielder, 8.59 possibly. Yeah, I think you mentioned like a lot of people brought him in, but I, I'm not sure there'll be that many that have both Salah and Yotta. So, yes, yeah, so that could be a differential play having both of them. Yeah, so in terms of like combined ownership, like I don't know how you word it, like, um, but yeah, there won't be that many that have both of them as a percentage. So he's seventeen point two now, and to think in game week. Well, even as late as seven, he was still a bench player. So that's only the last two weeks, which is quite remarkable. So Liverpool got Brighton away this week, which does look good because Brighton are the sort of team that wants it back and sort of yeah. play a deep block. They'll they'll let Liverpool play. Uh, but then it's Wolves and Wolves are really tight at the back. So that was part of my thinking when taking Salah out. I was like, well, if he misses the game at the weekend in Brighton, and then, he, and then he's back for Wolves. That's not really an ideal game for an attacking team. Uh, but yeah, obviously it's turned out that Salah's going to be back for Brighton. But I'm just thinking whether I stick to that plan and just go one another, go two weeks without Salah now um, rather than taking a minus four to get him back in. Um, but if, if, if for other people who've got Salah out, I'd say... If you can get him back in for free and you're not getting rid of someone who you're going to captain in the next two or three, that's probably... Would you say that's a no-brainer? Or well, yeah. not a no-brainer, but pretty much... A... Yeah, I've spoken how fond I am of Salah and FPL in past podcasts. Uh, yeah, that is the play for me. I think he's just the, he's the most player you fear not owning when you watch Liverpool games because he's so direct. He gets quite a lot of shot. Nine is probably better football than him, but Salah is a lot more direct, so... Yeah, he's, he's probably the player you fear most about not owning. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, if, if you can get him back in for free and you're not getting rid of a City or player or Bruno. Uh, yeah, that's probably yeah. a reasonable assessment, yeah. I um, think to take Bruno or De Bruyne or Sterling out is probably a bit of a different question. Even Son, I probably would do it. Yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, my, my thoughts on Yotta are, I'm not, well, we'll talk about it maybe in the next segment, Operation Target Fulham. So this this theory is basically Fulham look like the best team that you want to captain against because unlike West Brom, they actually don't sit back. They try to play out from the back sometimes. They get caught their defenders look really shaky, whereas West Brom kind of can look settled for large periods in games. They've got like Ivanovic back there now, who sort of gives a bit of experience and level-headedness, whereas Fulham just look a bit all over the place. Uh, I showed by how they um, dealt with Calvert-Lewin in the first half against Everton and getting the game week just gone. Um, So yeah, maybe we shouldn't have all slept on Calvert-Lewin last week. Um, I think we mentioned him on the pod, but we didn't really like heavily consider him did we um but yeah i think that does yeah, bring a into focus, option yeah that does bring into focus um how we target fulham going forward so so yeah um who who, who are their next few um i think city play him next weekend right 
this weekend is looking at Leicester. So yeah, it's Jamie Vardy, Jamie Vardy territory. So yeah, one move I've seen people considering is taking out Kane for Vardy this week and then Vardy to either Jesus or Aguero for next week to have to be for the to have a captain against Fulham again that week, and then it's and then it's Liverpool. But it's just there's not really a Liverpool, Liverpool striker that you want, so it kind of falls there. But you can sort of plan something like that where for the next three Fulham games you can have Vardy captain, a City asset captain, and then a Liverpool captain against them. Because uh, yeah, yeah, the the, the, the I, I wouldn't be surprised if they concede like three goals each in those three games. So yeah, no, you're right. Um, my yeah. only worry about Vardy is, well, he's kind of proved against it in previous years, but he doesn't seem to get many chances. Uh, so you're kind of banking on him scoring every opportunity he gets. That's what that's what he's done so well this year. He's kind of scored every opportunity he's got with penalties as well. And won so, so many penalties, yeah. Yeah, you're kind of banking on banking on the chances really because he's probably one of the most potent attackers. But yeah. I, when I watch Leicester play, I, I never see him get that many opportunities, but he always seems to be, be a bag in him. I think Vardy, it, he, is, he is one of the best captains this week. I'd say it's between him, Salah and City Asset, and then maybe close behind Bruno, or how would you rank it? Yeah, for any other weekend, it would be, well, any other weekend City playing Burnley, it would be a City player, but um, or any other season rather, but because of the last performances, it makes it a bit trickier. Uh, but I wouldn't be against Salah for Brighton away. Uh, Southampton have looked quite good, so I probably wouldn't captain Bruno again. So yeah, probably for me, it's probably City or Liverpool or Vardy. Uh, and then yeah, for, and then for the next two weeks, you'll captain whoever's playing Fulham. Yeah, I'm with you on that. So yeah, what I was going to say before on Jota is that. Um, I think I'm going to try and have two free transfers going into the week where Liverpool play Fulham. And I'm going to try and have Robertson, Yotta, and Salah in my team for that week. Yeah, I've been really impressed with Robertson the past few weeks. And the kind of the right back's playing a bit deeper. I think it was Milner at the weekend, and Robbo's still flying forward and at regular knots. And he's also on corners as well now with old Trent. Yeah, um, so a, a lot of people took out Robertson for Chilwell a few weeks ago after the Van Dijk injury. Which, yeah, you know, still, Chilwell was doing yeah. great, so it's not a bad move. That, but so yeah, yeah, it's not it's not been a bad move, is it? It's just um, so yeah. I'm thinking. Um, whereas last week I was on about maybe getting in a City defender, I'm now thinking um, because I've taken out Salah and I need to think about getting him back. I can't really afford to spend a transfer like getting a City defender. Like, I you know I try to prioritise my transfers around the attacking players. So I'm going to leave my defence alone. And yeah, for game week 12, when Liverpool play Fulham, I'm going to aim to have three Liverpool players. Because then after that, they've got Tottenham at home, which is, that'll be a hard game. But then they've got Crystal Palace away, West Brom at home, Newcastle away, Southampton away, Burnley at home. So that, that carries you through until mid-Jan with sort of really good fixtures. Uh, so yeah, I think I'm going to try and be conservative the next couple of weeks with my transfers so I can 
attack that Liverpool run. Um, so yeah, if 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 Yacht is still getting decent minutes over the next two, um, I'll try and get him and Salah in. Yeah. What would you would you be playing three five two there or three four three still? Three four three still, but I'd, right. I'd, I'd I'd have to I'd have to probably get rid of Grealish. Yeah. Um, Salah, yeah, Salah's Yota, De Bruyne. But yeah, uh, I just think, um, it, well, yeah, it would either be getting rid of Grealish or Fernandez. I think Fernandez, we, we might as well transition into the uh, premium planning segment. Um, yeah. What we're doing, what we're thinking with the most expensive players. So Fernandez, he's got Southampton away. I think that is a good fixture for him because United do well in in away games where teams come at them so we can counter on them but then West Ham away that'll be trickier because West Ham can sit in and then it's City at home and Sheffield away and Sheffield sort of they're not winning games but they're not they don't they don't really concede that many either so I I think from game week 12 maybe in game week 11 Bruno's not essential anymore so yeah, my only counter to that is, as I said earlier, is if United score, he's bound to be involved, whereas you're not really getting that with other players, other than Salah, probably. But but if but if it means you can have Salah and Yotta in by getting rid of yeah. him, that's, yeah, no, the, that's the sort of that's the thing I'm thinking about. Because uh, yeah, I just think when Liverpool play Fulham, I think everyone's going to have Salah for that game, so it'll be like. It'll be you'll need something else to try and stand out in that week, I think. And I, uh, I just wonder whether having three local players from that week onwards will be will be the move. Um, one other thing I wanted to mention while we're in this segment uh, is that you know it's twenty fifth of November now. We're a month from Christmas, and you do have to sort of think about players a bit differently over this period. So. One thing I think about Kane over Christmas is that you know he's going to play if he's as long as he his legs can move he'll play ninety minutes. Yeah, and that's such a valuable thing to know with, with like the players in your team, and that 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 also does put me off a bit with getting rid of Grealish over this period because he's again like one of those players like talismanic as you mentioned before, and for that price it's at, at seven seven point five. There's not many players who will have that status in the team where you just know they're going to play 90 minutes every game over that period. Um, so yeah, it, it, it's it's how, how far ahead you want to look. But yeah, I think um, Yotta for Fulham would be great. And then maybe you hop on to two, two, weeks le- two weeks later or something because you're not sure how many yeah. if, how many minutes he'll keep getting over the Christmas period. But um, have, have you um, thought much about the players you can be relying on for further ahead, like in come like nineteen, come Boxing Day and all that. No, I'm not really giving it much thought yet. Um, my plan was to get to this week, and this week was it like an end of a four week plan, and I was going to do Son and either Dallas and Kyle Walker Peters to Cancelo and De Bruyne, and then I was going to reassess after that because I've got just enough to do that. Um, so maybe if I do make them transfers this weekend, I think that's me completely wiped in the bank so they'll be left with nothing and then I'll probably start to plan towards Christmas right but yeah it was just something that just just um, 
occurred to me before that how valuable Kane can be over Christmas. Um, I think that's another thing that maybe goes in his favour over Son. Like, so if, you, if you're wondering on which one to get rid of and you are someone who likes to be conservative transfers and think ahead, Kane is probably the safer one to leave in in terms of you just know he's going to play. Like already in this in the past in the weeks so far, Sun's been been taken off with ten fifteen minutes to go in some games. So Kane just Mourinho yeah. relies on him being on the pitch for like defending from corners and all that stuff. So no, I'm with you on that. But there's probably not many premiums who are going to get rested in that sense. I don't think um, with the premiums you got to worry about that. Yeah. Other than other than Aguero, Jesus, I think every other. Maybe Son, like you say, but you know Salah and Mane are going to play every game. Do you, I think, think what De makes Bru- it... Do you think De Bruyne will play all the games? Yeah, what, what, what makes it easier now is I think all four English clubs are pretty much qualified for the Champions League. So I think there'll be a lot of rotation in the Champions League. And I do think the Prem, maybe not every game, but they'll be playing, if not all games, I think. Uh, so are you still thinking of getting in um, a city defender saying that Liverpool are 2 0 down, so maybe they have to. <laughs> are they really? God, th- th- those two goals went in quick. It was no, no, two goals in four minutes for Atlanta. At this week, I might, I might not do the Cancelo, but it's a tricky one because that you've kind of I've kind of earmarked the Burnley Fulham games, and if I don't bring him in and he's, he's he gets an assist, or he looked threatening again tonight. And he came off. Uh, Did he, he play came, right no, back he or left on back tonight? He played right back. So he, right. he stayed on actually. Mendy came off Sinchenko. So but I can't he, see Mendy playing twice in a week. But yeah, does it worry you that Mendy's back? <laughs> yeah, a bit. Yeah. But I wouldn't be in as much of a rush to bring Diaz in because you're kind of getting a, a clean sheet at best. Maybe a goal here and there. But the Cancelo, he looks so exciting going forward. I think we mentioned he's the second highest creator for City. So. Yeah, I I just um, something I saw on Monday Night Football. I don't know if um, you caught it, but I watched till the end. And um, when they do like the analysis segment, Kara at the end was highlighting how um, most of Spurs' chances came from Cancelo trying to dribble through midfield and losing it. Uh, and yeah, I, I just wonder if you know with uh, the def- more defenders now being fit, whether Guardiola will look. Is that something he'll look at? Um, yeah, possibly. Yeah. Whereas, if you're getting in, if you if you are only getting this them in for the city defender for the next few, then yeah, Cancelo is probably fine. But I think if you if you if you want to bring in that defender for your premium defender for long term, DS is probably the safer one. Uh, yeah, it's just not got as much attacking threat. Your only concern is if Cancelo comes on for like ten minutes, then you'd be really good. But yeah. Because if he kind of doesn't play, you st- if you've still got a playing defender, it's not the end of the world. But yeah, if he does come on for like 10 minutes, it's kind of a bit... But yeah, I think I've, I've sort of moved on from having plans to get the City defender. I think right. Uh, I'm just going to focus on getting Salah and at least one or two more of the Liverpool boys back in in a couple of weeks. So it doesn't right. really make sense to... Bring in an expensive, um, another expensive defender now for me for my team. Um, should we should we move on to the questions? Because now we've got a few this week, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Go on. Q and A. Q&A. So the first one's from Adam Ellis. 
Um, do I bring Mo back after I ditched him last week? Or I have De Bruyne? Which other City player do I bring in now for their good run of games? I think we just touched on that, don't we? If you can, if you can bring Bo, Mo back and not take out De Bruyne or Bruno, then it's a yes. Yeah, and yeah. So if if you, if you can bring him back this week and you're not taking a minus four, then yeah. Uh, and we, we we mentioned just before we came on that Sterling is like four point six percent owned. Like his ownership is really low. So if you were wanting to double down on these fixtures and you're not concerned about City not scoring that many goals compared to normal and you just think these fixtures, they'll click into gear for them, you could go for yep. Sterling and uh, have be so few managers that'll have both De Bruyne around Sterling. So Yeah, that is one differential enough. So yeah, and then yeah, there's also... Um, we just we just spent five minutes talking about city defense, but yeah, like they, they they will get two or three clean sheets over the next four or five, you'd think. So yeah, it's got... either De Bruyne, Sterling, Cancelo, or Diaz. It looks like, isn't it? Yeah, it just and it, but yeah, it depends on um if you've got the transfers to burn or not as well. Like um, I don't know that I've got rid of Salah, uh, and yeah, you, you've got rid of Salah as well. So I, in your position, Adam, I think you're going to need to save a transfer to bring Salah back. So bringing in another City player now, that can't really help with the plan to bring Salah back. So yeah, I'd, I'd think about, you know, being happy with what you've got with De Bruyne, hoping that City still take a bit of time to find their attacking form. And then, yeah, save your transfer for getting Salah back, I think, um, if you're not bringing him straight back this week. Uh, I don't... Because, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's worth hits to get on the city players what do you what do you think like would you take a minus four to bring in sterling well yeah i'm i'm not afraid of taking a hit like my transfers this week would be a minus four uh just because with the games coming so thick and fast especially over christmas you kind of want to get your team in good shape before then um and i think that's really the time to capitalize like i think after we've made these transfers this week my next thought will be the christmas break I think if you can look a bit far ahead, yeah. Do, do, do you reckon there's any uh, team bias coming in with you being a City fan and just uh, paying no credence oh, uh, to the fact that they're scoring, yeah. they scored fuck all goals so far? At the end of the... Uh, you, with them fixtures, you'd be very surprised if City don't start to fire. And that's... Yeah. It is a differential in itself and you never thought Man City would be a differential. So it's almost as if the odds are in your favour as a differential. Well, Burnley have just kept two clean sheets in a row. That's all I'm saying. Um, I think I think this is where our slight differences in style in terms of form versus fixtures come into uh, yeah come into focus. But yeah, it's um, depends how you play the game a little bit uh, on that yeah, one. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, uh, next question. Um, a long one yeah. from Josh Turbill, um, my flatmate, um, of missing his. Uh, missing his team deadline for Ikea fame. With the likes of Lamptey, Dallas, Kufal, Taylor and King Maswaku all offering good value at 4.5 million, is it worth upgrading one to get a City defender in for this run? Or would you keep the money in your attack midfield? Uh, noting that most active managers will have Chilwell or Robertson or both for their premium defender slots. So yeah, that's, this is another one that we kind of just... We yeah, a lot of people. Premium segment, but yeah, I, a lot of people my, are moving on to defense, aren't they, for their team? I, like, I think transfers wise. 
as I've said, especially like for my team, obviously it's not really worth the transfer getting in the city defender. Um, and yeah, as he says in, in his question, um, Dallas, Kufal, Taylor, Maswaku, they are they are seeming really good value for their price. So if you, if you've got other things to do and you want to save your transfers for your attacking midfield, I don't, I don't think it's just, I, I wouldn't put it up there in terms of order priorities getting the city defender in. Uh, whereas I, I, I know your opinion is slightly different. You think it'll it'll click into gear now for City um, with these fixtures. It's, it's yeah, it's, I, I, just think, I think them fixtures are just too good to turn down personally. But proof will be in the pudding. So yeah, I think there's two ways to look at it. Yeah, get one in or play the longer game a bit and sort of go with what I was thinking before and look at getting in Robertson in a couple of weeks rather than getting the City defender now. Because um, yeah, I, I know that J- J- Josh currently has Chilwell in his team and he doesn't have Robertson. So yeah, m- m- my advice for what it's worth, ranked 2.2 million in the world would be uh, save save the transfer and look at, <laughs> look at doing something more more expansive with it than getting a city defender. Uh, any, anything else to add from you on that? No, I'm happy to go. Uh, yeah, I think Robo aiming to get Robo in is probably safer, safer choice there. Uh, next one from Josh G. This could be a bad question. You know, when it starts to that, it probably is. But is Bellerin worth a look at? I mean, yeah, as you say, it is a bad question, though, isn't it? Uh, Moving on. No, I'm joking. <laughs> Well, one thing I'll say for Josh, um, he's got a wedding coming up. He's just moved into a new house. I just wonder if, you know, it's, pressure's all got to him and he just doesn't know his arse from his elbow anymore. That's why he's looking at Bellerin. I can't really think what else to say for him. Um, but yeah, just to sort of try and sort of look at this question with a little bit of professionalism, I guess Arsenal, the defence has looked better this year. It's just massively yeah. been a, the expand the, the cost of their attacking play. Um, I just think the thing with Bellerin though is the fixtures don't they're not bad, but they're not great either. So Wolves at home, Tottenham away, Burnley at home, Southampton at home, Everton away. I think Burnley at home was maybe the one where you know, you know you're banking on a clean sheet from them, but Southampton, Everton, Tottenham, you'd fancy them to all maybe get a goal against Arsenal. And Bellerin, his attacking threat isn't the same as what it used to be. Uh, like he doesn't bomb forward as much as he did when he was younger. So, I, I, yeah, I'm not convinced on Bellerin as a pick. Uh, I don't know if you've got anything to add. Yeah, no, I've just looked at the points there. He is, he is joint fourth, which I'm quite shocked at. Well, yeah. it's because they, Arsenal have been keeping clean sheets like in yeah, a few games. The, and he, but, I think he got an assist against is, United. Yeah, the question is, obviously, they've done that without scoring. And with the focus, if they're focusing on attacking in future weeks, then they're, they're probably going to start to concede. But whether that happens or not. Um, yeah, I, I don't think I'll be going with Bellerin. Just because Robbo and Chilwell are such standout options at the moment. And you kind of... You either go with a City player on top of that or you're looking at 4.5, really. Yeah, one defender to mention, actually, is uh, Pereira of Leicester. So he played 60 minutes with the Leicester's um, 
under twenty three development squad or whatever they call it uh, this week. So he's on the he's on the way back. Um, so he looks like he'll be back in the first team for for mid December. So he's always been a great asset in the past. Um, just so much assist threat and just bombs forward all the time. And yeah, so yeah, if if you can wait, I'd. I'd yeah, wait for Robertson or Pereira. Um, so I'm just looking at his team now, actually, Josh's team. He doesn't have Chilwell either. So yeah, I'd I'd forget Bellerin. Look at look at one of the other other uh, defenders. I, I think um, maybe uh, maybe do something in, in attack and then get get Robertson in a few weeks. Get Robertson or Pereira in a few weeks. And was there anything else? Oh yeah, we've got one more. Oh no. Yeah, I'm happy to go. Last question. So can you recommend any differentials as there is a definite template forming? Obviously Kane, DCL, Grealish, Chilwell, Martinez, pretty much in every team. Uh, the one that stood out for me before going on air was Sterling, obviously. What are you on about? <laughs> <laughs> this guy was like, oh, Burnley defence? I was like, what are you chatting? Uh, Sterling was my shout for differential. You, you need to think of something else. Uh there isn't that many differentials. My only thought, because I saw this week that Charlie Taylor had scored more points than Lamptey, and obviously most people have Lamptey now. So I just thought that was quite interesting that Burnley is still, still a, still a, a force in defence. Um, you're, you're just looking to keep that top slot in the league, and you're just wanting to give out shit tips to people on the podcast. <laughs> That's your game. Um, <laughs> but there isn't that many differentials about probably. The city's the city's one for me. Aguero, Jesus, uh, Sterling, even the defense, Cancelo, Diaz. It, I think it's rare that you're going to have City as a differential. So I think if you if you're looking for a differential, I think City is the way to go with them fixtures. Yeah, I've just brought Zach's team up, and one move that would differentiate his team a bit would be Kane Tavardi. He's got Kane and Son, so he could right. easily do. Kane to Vardy. Vardy. Vardy's ownership is high, but I don't think there's a lot of people who are... Has he got any City players? No. No. So, yeah, I think... I think if, if I'm wanting to play differentials and I've not got any City, that's where I'm looking at, yeah. personally. So, so you, you'd recommend Sterling to him? Yeah, or De Bruyne. Even De Bruyne at 70, what is it, 17%? Yeah. Which, he was owned by over 50 last year, Yeah, I think to make that call, you need to map out like who you want your captain to be for the next three weeks because Vardy's fixtures are decent, but then City have Fulham at home the week after next. So if you've got no City player and you really want to have that player in for next week, uh, sorry, for not next week, the week after next, maybe you can't go Vardy. But if you're willing to forego that and you want more of a differential in terms of uh, who to captain for the next few? You could easily captain Vardy the next few with the games he's got. So yeah, probably probably one of those two. Um, yeah. In terms of lower own players, yeah, like you say, there's not. It's not there isn't, sort of. Yeah, there's not many striking out at me to be honest. Uh, I've seen a few people talking about Che Adams because I think yeah. some people have, are looking to take Kane down to a really cheap attacker, a cheap, cheap striker, and then move all the money into midfield. Um, but yeah, as Zach's playing a free factor, I don't think he'll be doing that. Um, 
But yeah, Che Adams has looked quite decent the past few. Like the whole missing Ings thing doesn't seem to have, have bothered no. him. They look good, at, they look good on Monday night as well against Wolves. So yeah, for, for people struggling to fit in, Fernandez, De Bruyne, Salah, Yotta, etc. in midfield, taking Kane down to one of the Bamford or Che Adams sort of level strikers could help with that. And then, yeah, you are differentiating your team in the process. Uh, but yeah, I think, that, I think that's it for this week. Um, I didn't check what time we started this week, um, so I've got no idea how long we've droned on for. But feels like too we've long. Done, feels like we've done a reasonable amount of time. Too long. Have we? Have we gone? Have we gone long? <laughs> I'm joking. Um, so if I'm not, if I'm not convinced someone to get a city playing this week, I've not done my job. So yeah, you 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 kind of said you're, you're doing that. So your captain will be De Bruyne or Sterling. De Bruyne or Salah. De Bruyne or Salah, right? I think I'm gonna go Bruno. I'm not convinced if I see. Yeah, I want to see them put three or four goals past the team before before I do it. Um, but yeah, next week follow the story of your season. You'll watch them put four past Burnley, captain De Bruyne, and then be nil nil against Fulham. If, uh, if if that happened, yeah, maybe I'd um, maybe I just maybe we just pack the podcast in after that. <laughs> Um, any, right. any anything else to mention before we wrap up? Nah, nah. Uh, so yeah, I'm I'm gonna hold my transfer. I think if I can, as long as there's no injury news. And yeah, try and keep your transfer till Friday because yeah, we saw with Zaha again Monday late COVID uh, victim. So don't forget to do your transfer as well on Friday. Leave it till Friday, but try and do it on Friday. Uh, yeah. And yeah, give us a review, subscribe, all that stuff. Um, yeah hopefully you'll see us visually but I'll keep saying this so I can manage to get on false promises um, <laughs> but yeah subscribe review see you uh, next week good luck for the game week adios see ya.